This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 29th. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. Well, a much-needed spring break last week, and the time to rest and recuperate was much appreciated. I think I've just about come back to 100% following IFA, and now it's back to the grind. We pack Q1 away this week, and from my point of view, Q2 is looking to be every bit as busy and productive as we follow up on some truly great connections made at IFA for FRM Solutions, Zorforum, Atmosphere TV, and my newest project, helping my friends at Duff's Famous Wings in Buffalo, New York, spread their wings by bringing Buffalo's best wings and more to cities and towns across the country, with an initial focus on Dallas-Fort Worth, Tampa St. Pete, the Mid-Atlantic, and perhaps even Phoenix. If you've never experienced Duff's Famous Wings, do yourself a favor and go online and have 50 or more of Duff's Famous Wings shipped right to your front door. While they're never ever frozen when ordered at the restaurant, their wings are still amazing when shipped and properly reheated. I'm sincerely looking forward to working closely with Greg Duell, Kirk and Jeff Feather, and Joey Duff as Duff's franchise group brings the best of the best from Buffalo to America. A quick break here, and when we return, we talk to Robin Gagnon, a franchise family fave, as we discuss her illustrious career as a corporate marketer, business executive, corporate retail strategist, and oh yeah, a franchisor, supplier, and IFA leader. Robin Gagnon, co-founder and CEO of We Sell Restaurants, in two minutes or less. I'm Stan Friedman. This is Franchise Today. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. Franchisors of restaurants, bars, and grills, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. If you're looking to engage guests, elevate profits, and enhance your customer experience, Atmosphere TV is the answer. What's Atmosphere, you ask? Atmosphere is the world's number one streaming TV service for businesses, here to help you make more and save big on overpriced cable packages. Atmosphere provides you with a free programming option, bringing more than 60 ultra-engaging audio-optional channels designed to please customers and increase their average ticket. So, how does it work? Well, it's easy. Upon sign-on, Atmosphere sends you a free device loaded with over 60 channels of eye-grabbing entertainment. From news and sports to viral videos and fuzzy animals, every channel is family-friendly and designed to keep your customers happy and engaged. Plus, thanks to Atmosphere's 100% audio-optional format, the programming is perfect for any setting, no matter how loud or busy. Atmosphere isn't limited to restaurants or bars either. Any business with a TV screen can benefit from better entertainment. So, stop playing and paying overpriced cable. Go with free TV instead. Chiropractors, doctors, dentists, auto shops, anyone with TV in their waiting rooms can jump on this amazing offer. 
Just go to atmosphere.tv forward slash sign up and use the code FRANCHISE and Atmosphere will waive the usual one-time $99 activation fee for your free-to-stream device. Visit Atmosphere online at atmosphere.tv and remember, use the code FRANCHISE to waive your one-time activation fee. Visit atmosphere.tv to elevate your franchise's entertainment experience today. Robin Gagnon is co-founder and CEO of We Sell Restaurants, the only exclusive restaurant-specific business brokerage franchise concept that I am aware of in America. Robin also chairs the Women's Franchise Committee of IFA and is a member of the IFA Board of Directors. She holds an MBA and Certified Franchise Executive designation in the franchise world, along with her CBI, Certified Business Intermediary designation from the International Business Brokers Association. Co-author of the award-winning book, Appetite for Acquisition, Robin also contributes frequently to industry press, including Forbes, QSR, Modern Restaurant Management, and and franchise update. Entrepreneur Media has named Robin to their list of the top influential women in franchising. Robin Gagnon, welcome to Franchise Today. Thank you so much, Stan. I'm thrilled to be here. I've been a fan of your podcast for many years and excited to be your guest today. Thrilled to have you. And literally, I think you and I are guilty of something that many of us here in the Atlanta area have been guilty of, or I should say the Southeast because you're in Florida now. But how many years were you and Eric here in Atlanta and we'd see each other at a Southeast Franchise Forum or a Women's Franchise Council meeting or one of those events. But we that lived here and have lived here for so many years, it's like me seeing Steve Romanello at IFA. I never see him in Atlanta, but <laughs> have to go to a convention to catch up with people that are usually right around the corner. That's exactly right. Right. And a Southeast Franchise Forum meeting or some other gathering of franchise friends in Atlanta is just like, it's like home and uh, family and you just can't get around the room to everyone. Well, I think we can try to clean some of that up here today and spend some time unpacking the career, your business and how you found franchising. As we all know, it's unintentional unless your last name is, I don't know, Titus or uh, Dwyer, or those are a couple anyway. But those of us who aren't part of generational dynasties in franchising, well, no, we don't find it. It finds us. And the first question out of the gate for you, Robin, is what did that look like for you? And what were you doing that brought you and franchising together at the time? I love that uh, interest, introduction to um, to franchising to share the story because I agree with you, Stan. It is unintentional. I was on a career track with a Fortune 100 company. I was the VP of strategic marketing for federated department stores. So those are Bloomingdale's and Macy's. So my division had all of the stores west of Texas, north to DC and south to Florida. So from there into restaurant brokerage and into franchising was a definitely a leap. And it happened, I think, primarily because KPMG was where Eric was working, Big Five Accounting. So we were this team of normal non-entrepreneurs taking the corporate path and growing along that vein. And Arthur Anderson upset the entire Big Five accounting world. And so development, which business development, which is where Eric was at KPMG, fell
fell out of favor and he said, okay, what are we going to do now? And I said, well, I'm, I'm going to stay in corporate for a while, but we need to find you a business to start. So we started We Sell Restaurants in 2001 as a one-man shop in the basement of our home. And today we're in 45 states nationwide and really have carved out an unusual niche in the industry because we're the only restaurant business broker franchise focused on restaurants. We had an initial vision to sell more restaurants than anyone else. That didn't necessarily lead to franchising immediately. We were Atlantic-centric for many years, and then there was just a demand for our services outside Atlanta. And the franchise world found us and said, we need a trusted resource to handle transfers. Transfers and exit strategies are things that franchisors don't always think about. They are concerned about the front end growing the brand through development, but they also have to have their eye on the back end of things when people need or want to exit or they have non-performers or different elements that come into play that require an exit strategy. So we kept growing. Demand for our services grew outside of Atlanta. And we finally said, you know, the only way to make this a systemic branded process that will live beyond the two of us is to explore franchising. So that's how we fell into franchising. Well, there's an awful lot there that we're going to unpack because you just flew over an awful lot of real estate, a (laughs) tremendous timeline, and I want to put some meat on the bones. So what were you doing for Federated in corporate? I was the uh, VP of strategic marketing. So I was handling all of the marketing, uh, which was direct mail, every form of marketing that we were doing, credit marketing in the stores, everything for about a four billion dollar division of retail sales, which was all of those stores west to Texas and north to DC. So you had some extensive business experience and so of course did Eric. This would have been at the turn of the millennium? That's yeah. right. And, and we were newlyweds essentially. We were married in uh, 2000. So 2001, um, we ended up moving to Atlanta. I took the job with Federated in Macy South. That was our division. And Eric took the job with KPMG. So we were just off on this corporate journey like many young couples, well, I'll say we were young at the time, on this corporate journey to make our path in the business world. All right. So we've got that as a foundation, and we know that there's business both in yours and Eric's background and accounting in his. There is a huge bridge between this two selling restaurants. There had to be more to that thought process. There had to be more background or history or something that led you on that path. What was that all about? So that's a, that's a great question. So Eric was before... Big Five Accounting, he was in banking and he financed and did a lot of deals with a restaurant broker he knew in South Carolina. And so as we were casting about and saying, what will your next path look like? And I was encouraging him to be in business for himself. His friend said, you know, Atlanta needs a good restaurant broker. Um, There isn't someone there. And you have to understand that business brokerage overall is very fragmented. In fact, when we started We Sell Restaurants, other brokers said to us, you're crazy to just be focused on one vertical. So I have an MBA in finance. Eric has this background in accounting. You guys can sell anything. Why would you limit yourself? But we truly believe that the market was ready for someone who understood that vertical extensively. And because he had accounting experience and banking experience, 
and I had the marketing and uh, Fortune 100 company experience in planning and multi-million dollar divisions, we said, we can do this. We started small and it just kept growing and growing. So talk about early days. How did this get off the ground? And were you focused more on buying or selling or how does that look? You just work both ends of those transactions. What was the early days like? So the early days were very interesting. First of all, I said to Eric, what is it you're going to be doing? So remember, I'm the marketing side of things. So he said, well, I'll be a restaurant broker because a friend of his in South Carolina said, you processed all these deals. You worked heavily in the restaurant sector with KPMG. You have this background and experience. Atlanta needs a good restaurant broker. So I said, okay, let's do this thing. And then of course I put on my marketing hat and said, what are we going to name the brand? And so we we went back and forth. They said, tell me what you're going to be doing. And he said, well, I'll be a restaurant broker. And I said, well, people don't know what that is. That doesn't, that doesn't resonate with the customer base. What will you specifically be doing? And he said, well, I will sell restaurants. And I said, well, that's a terrible URL. What we got to be bigger than that. Let's be, we sell restaurants. So as I'm doing this, I'm, I'm on a website looking for the URL and we sell restaurants was available. So we bought it and that was it. We were off to the races to say, we're going to do this. We're going to be disciplined. We're going to stick to this one thing. And I'll tell you, early days was tough because we were doing restaurants. And just so you know, I kept my corporate job for two years. So at night and on the weekends, I was branding and writing the website and doing all of the messaging around We Sell Restaurants and Eric was hitting the doors. But it, it was tough in the early days because Eric joined the Georgia Association of Business Brokers and began to interact with them. And again, the brokers would say to him, you're crazy. You're just shutting down all this business. Why don't you take a car wash and take a daycare and do these things? But we stayed very, very disciplined. And it was actually the absolute right thing to do over time because our expertise and our experience and our knowledge grew so high in that vertical that people knew if they really wanted their transaction to take place, they needed to come to We Sell Restaurants. They didn't need to go to a jack of all trade kind of a broker who would handle a daycare today and a car wash tomorrow. And then that built into beginning to interact with franchise brands and franchisors said, yes, we want our franchisees to have a resource that understands what should the food cost be? What should the labor cost be? All the intricacies of the business and bring the right operational partners in to help us transfer these stores. So it all kind of snowballed into the right thing. And we became this, um, I'm going to say we were a 21 year overnight success because we took many years <laughs> of building and building to get to the point that then in 2012, we said, okay, this is bigger than the two of us. We're in, you know, we were in that point in seven, eight, nine states, and we needed to expand the business model. And there's really only two ways to do it. You do it through agents who have no loyalty to the brand. They're there to train, learn, and go away or you do it through franchising. And we met with folks in Atlanta and we decided to go down the franchise path. But it was interesting for us because we've been very slow to grow the business. About 50% of our business is done by our franchisees. About 50% is done by corporate. And one reason for that, Stan, is because we are the solution for so many franchise brands that may be brought in the wrong person. So again, we had great discipline to say, we're going to hold true to this single vertical. We had great discipline not to grow too fast. And we only brought people on board who we believed could replicate what Eric and I were doing. And the other thing that we did very early on was we invested in our own technology. And so I know that that's kind of a buzzword over the past three to four years coming out of COVID. We built our own back office operating 
system, we call it the BOSS, the Brokers Operations and Sales System, invested heavily in technology to help our brokers be so much faster and better. And also so we can manage from our platform, the entire infrastructure of our franchise. And that helps our guys be so much more effective and do so many more deals. And again, because the industry is somewhat fragmented, you take a single vertical focus and you marry that with a technology platform and my marketing expertise and Eric's financial understanding. And we really had a franchise in a box ready to go. That's very interesting. And I'm going to just connect some dots in my mind's eye that in the early days before 2012, when you were just really cranking up and getting going, were you finding that you were talking with franchisees of brands that were interested in selling their locations and that drew you into the franchise world or how did that look? Yes. So we were, we, and it was interesting because I started with one brand and I did one resale with that brand. And then all of a sudden the, that kind of multiplied and we got more and more and more resales and they were all over the country. They weren't just in Atlanta any longer. And that's when we began to realize that the resale, the transfer side of the business, is really a misunderstood and a business that's not being targeted appropriately. And we believe that as a franchisor, we would have much more credibility to even expand on that business. So we're kind of a unique brand because we are a franchisor, but a critical part of our business actually originates from the franchisees, from the franchise world itself. So I'll be on panels with other franchisors who will say, you know, for so many years, I thought you were a supplier. And in some ways we are because we are a service to the industry, but our direct connection is to that franchisee in the local market. So you bring a franchisee in into the local market. I'm starting to really get a, a clear picture of how this looks and works. It kind of reminds me of early days in my franchise career. Before I got into mainstream of franchising, I was in real estate brokerage franchising mm -hmm. for companies like ERA and Prudential. And my goal, my role was to identify the largest independent broker in a marketplace that I could and then recruit that broker from being Harry Norman or Northside to being ERA Harry Norman or ERA Northside or Prudential. And that local person in that local marketplace has all the local knowledge, all the local connectivity, but we brought resources of national marketing and recruitment tools and things that help that broker be stronger and mightier, not just in his market, but around the country. So is there That's, a referral component or a relocation component as there is in residential in your business too? Uh, so there absolutely is. And, and you're right. It's a similar situation. Our franchisees open a, a new market and then they're the local subject matter expert on restaurants. And what we find is that a lot of folks in the marketplace, general business brokers will actually turn around and refer their business to us because they are not as capable and good at selling restaurants. I mean, it, it really is very specific to the industry. There's a lot of specificity to the industry. So we do have referrals and that's one way that they build their pipeline locally. And at the same time, at the corporate level, a franchisor may have a relationship with resale restaurants that says, hey, we'd like you to handle our, all of our resales. So they send the leads to us and we push those out to our franchisees. So it's a push and a pull strategy. Very interesting and intriguing. And I think we want to get to a quick break and a timeout so I can pay some bills. And when we come back from that, let's talk about that and how it looks in the day-to-day -day and who it is that you'd be recruiting to become a franchisee at We Sell Restaurants. We're talking today with Robin Gagnon. She's the CEO and co-founder of We Sell Restaurants, and we'll be right back. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. 
We are all familiar with Vistage, YPO, and EO. Well, now comes Zorforum, a somewhat similar type of executive group, but this one comes with a twist. Zorforum groups are exclusively for franchisors. Imagine a peer group for sharing and networking on a platform built exclusively for franchise executives. Zorforum members are afforded unparalleled access to best practices and some of the brightest minds within the franchising world through regular meetings and a dedicated communications platform. In this post-COVID world, a franchise-specific mastermind or peer group is an endeavor worth making time for. Zorforum groups of 6 to 10 will bring leaders together that are in similar situations, but with exclusivity in terms of their competitive sets, so that each can openly help others benefit from their respective knowledge, perspective, and experience with no fear of competitive loss. Network, learn, strategize, and remain motivated along your journey. Join a peer group, not just any peer group. Join the only one designed for emerging franchisors. Join Zorforum. Learn more at Zorforum.com. That's www.Zorforum.com. And my conversation continues today with Robin Gagnon, CEO and co-founder of We Sell Restaurants. Robin, we're going to save some time before we're done to talk about your missionary work with IFA and the pay it forward part of your life. But let's dive right back into the day-to-day of We Sell Restaurants. So you find this local person in a local marketplace, and they wind up going through all the hoops to get your franchise. Then what happens? So we launched them with a a massive 100-day program where we are supporting them in the marketplace. They have three weeks of training, one on our boss system, one just on how they develop the marketplace and doing competitive messaging, and one where Eric and I actually teach in the classroom with them. Then a fourth week where they're out in the field with one of our team members. And then they are into a 100-day kickoff program. We've given them 25 different ways to attract listings, and they go out and begin to take market share. And I can give you just an, an idea of how successful they are in getting that market share stand. Last year, Biz by Sell, which is the largest business for sale marketplace in the world, they're owned by the Wall Street Journal, reported that restaurant transactions were up 20% overall nationwide. We Sell Restaurants was up 45% in transactions. So we were 25 percentage points better than the marketplace. And the reason for that is, again, because of this specificity. And the best candidate for our brand. We talk about We Sell Restaurants as the restaurant business with banker's hours. And that resonates with former restaurant owners, people that love the industry, but don't necessarily want to deal with overhead and employees. For We Sell Restaurants, you don't need an office. You don't need employees. You can manage everything from a laptop, your phone. As long as you have a a car that gets you where you're going, you can uh, launch the We Sell Restaurants franchise. We have a lot of people that come in who are former restaurant owners who convert into this. We also have folks who come from any walk of life and just say, it's a business I can get behind. Someone with any sales or business development type experience, because at the end of the day, we are a sales machine. That's what we're doing. We're turning over transactions in their market. And our franchisees are very successful. We do publish our item 19 representations. Our franchisees, our numbers are not 
public yet for this year, but for the last year that we published them, our franchisees earned over $209,000 on a very minimal investment. Well, that's impressive. Those are numbers that'll get your attention. Robin, what about licensure? Is there any licensing? Do any states require licensing for the type of work that you're doing? I am so glad you asked that question because that is such a pet peeve of mine, Stan, uh, because there are a number of brands who don't realize they're doing work with unlicensed brokers, and that could lead to so many issues. There are 14 states in the United States that require you have a real estate license for business brokerage. We require it of our franchisees in every state, but practicing real estate without a license, which is what business brokerage is, is a felony in Georgia, for example, and in Florida. It's third degree felony. So people need to be aware that the person that they interact with, and, and I think that goes back to being a franchise brand, right? When you're doing business with a national brand, you know that they have vetted all of the licensure and legal requirements. What if you recommended someone to handle resales and then you find out they're not licensed in the state where they're doing business? Does that contract even have validity? It can get into so many issues and franchisors don't want that. What size territories do you award? Do you have people that are restricted by city, zip code, county? Yes. How does that work? We do it by zip code and we have a great gentleman who designs all our territories for us. We really look at the household population of roughly a half a million to a million because there are so many restaurants in America and they're constantly turning over that. And that's one another really amazing part of our business model. You know, the economy took a downturn in 2008. There were those who said we were in a, in a rough place last year. With the We Sell Restaurants model, whether the economy is good, people want to sell and need an exit strategy and sometimes have to sell because of their life-changing situations, maybe a divorce or a death or some of those things. When the economy is tough and people want to sell, they still need the services of We Sell Restaurants. So in many ways, we're this recession-resistant brand because there's always turnover in the marketplace. But we do identify a territory is defined by zip code, and that's where they can market. And that's where we push leads to them from the national site as well. So what about the other side of the transaction? How often, if at all, do you find somebody who wants to have you list their restaurant for sale because they're either leaving that city and going to another part of the country and perhaps wanting to buy another restaurant, do you service that need as well? Absolutely. That's the primary focus because it, it you, sounds like you had some background in the, the real estate business with some major brands. I mean, ultimately, if you own the listings, you own the market. So our franchisees go out in their 100-day plan with a mission that we reinforce with them, that we support, and that we assist them on all of the marketing to drive as many listings as possible because that's what gets their name out there and uh, allows us to succeed in that marketplace. But then that person who you list is going to leave Florida and go to California and he's going to shop for another restaurant. Do you pick him back up on that side and help him buy a restaurant or is it strictly the sales side? Both sides. We do both sides. And in real estate, we often are referred to as a transaction broker because mm -hmm. we have a duty of loyalty to both elements. But it is it's very, very common because of our expertise that we represent both parties in the transaction. So what do you see ahead, Robin? COVID, post-COVID, we've been through some massive changes that the restaurant industry has really, really struggled with more than most. What do you see ahead coming out of that post-COVID era now and looking three to five out? What are you looking at? I still see strong growth in franchise resales and turnovers of restaurants. We've got a few things colliding. For the first year of COVID, everybody was holding their breath 
learning what they had to do and doing it, right? They, they were playing mask police. They were disinfecting as if there were no tomorrow. They were learning about PPP and EIDL. And we were doing everything possible for the industry during those tough times. But they, most restaurateurs stayed in the game and stuck through that because there was some resources coming back to them. A year later, then they were hit with supply chain issues and labor issues and having a tough time getting people to come into the market. So we are still seeing an abundance of people ready to exit the business that may have been on hold thinking that this too will pass. And at the same time, we're intersecting with generational changes. 10,000 baby boomers every single day are retiring between now and 2030. And those baby boomers own restaurants and they're key and critical to their post-retirement plans. They need a capital event, a liquidation event in order to fund their retirement. So they are looking to a brand like we sell restaurants to assist them. And then we also have the changeover of franchising overall. You think about when franchising started in the 50s on the back of the interstate highway system, Franchise franchisees that got in the game early gave birth to a new generation, and those were baby boomers who then acquired additional units, legacy brands that we all know and understand in the business. Then they gave birth to millennials. And now as we're interacting with some of those franchisors, their children are out of the restaurant business because they've been very well educated and been given great opportunities, or they want to trade those legacy brands for what they see as cooler, more connected connected types of brands. So all of those elements are driving more and more units to transact, which is fueling the We Sell Restaurants business model. So I see our model without end and with growth over the next five years. So with all of this that you do and with all of the time that it takes to lead and direct the efforts of franchisees as a franchisor, where do you find the time, Robin, for all of the work that you do in the name of IFA? You're one of those people that I would love to refer to as the paid forward folks who really step up and do what it takes to bring legacy, not only to your business and your brands, but to the IFA as a business and a brand. And the work that you do with women in franchising is certainly stellar. So why don't we learn a little bit about that and help the audience understand the value proposition of paying it forward in IFA? Oh, it's so critical, Stan. And it is a labor of love for me and a passion project to give back to the industry that's given so much to us. Every person in this franchise industry really should be advocating to protect, promote this business model of franchising. It, it is the American dream in my mind. And so to me, you put everything out there for your business, there's always got to be a reserve. There's got to be something left over to put into continuing to reinforce the business model of franchising. So I serve as the chair of the Women's Franchise Committee. I do a weekly meetup on Clubhouse. I travel, I'll be at Franchise Expo West presenting on women in franchising, I feel it's incumbent upon me as someone who's been given so much to absolutely pay it forward, as you said. Well, hats off to you for doing it. And you really are one of those special people who I think it's almost like we don't want to call it religion, but it is kind of like religion. No matter how much you have, you always tithe and you give some percentage back and that percentage grows 10 times and pays you back as you pay forward. And I think we in franchising that have been part of our heart space that says we want to make certain that 
that we leave this industry better than we found it. And I guess we're the ones that have all the ribbons on the badges at IFA that we trip over because every one of those ribbons is something that most people would have said no to, but not people like you. So I thank you for all of us at IFA. Oh, those words are so kind. Thank you so much, Stan. Like I said, it's a labor of love for me to give back. And I was fortunate early in my corporate career to have people who mentored and brought me along in the, the Women's Franchise Committee and the work that we do for women in franchising is really at the end of the day about mentorship and bringing other people along and showing them a path to growth. And I believe so much in this business model of franchising. It is the American dream. It is the way in which it is realized locally in every single market in America. And if there's anything I can do to support that and grow somebody else in the space, I'm committed to do that. And you have to save time to make that thing happen. Well said. Robin, we're at the final turn here. It's time for me to ask you, what have I not asked you yet that you may wish I did? Oh my goodness. I don't even know, Stan. We've covered so much ground today. And I feel like as long as we've known each other, I hope you learned some things today that maybe weren't even on your mind. You know, I would just welcome anyone to contact me directly if they have an interest in franchising, if they have an interest in women's positions in franchising, if there's a way in which I can help someone in this industry, I am happy to reach out, connect. You can find me on LinkedIn loudly. Times and let me know how I can help. Do you want to give any contact info for the business? Maybe an email address or a URL for the website? Absolutely. It's so simple. It's just we sell restaurants.com. W E S E L L restaurants with an S.com. And my personal email is very simple too. It's just Robin at we sell restaurants.com. Well, I told you in the green room before we began, we're going to start and here's how it's going to go. And before you know it, I'm going to be wishing you the very best for being here and thanking you and telling you to say hello to Eric. So, Robin, there it is. Thank you so much, Stan. (laughs) I'm so glad to have been on your podcast today. As I said, I'm a huge fan, so thank you for including me. Well, thank you for being here. Robin Gagnon, CEO and co-founder of We Sell Restaurants, and we've enjoyed having you with us today, Robin. Thanks again. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Yet another fantastic conversation and more to come next week when we're back here Wednesday at noon Eastern. Until then... I'm Stan Friedman wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.